Let's start the party. Worst relationship where my fiance picked me up and threw me three feet across the room and choked me until I passed out. When I can figure out the purpose of that relationship, now I can bring Lisa 100% fully forth so that my next doesn't pay for my ex. Because until you are complete and whole in some of those answers, you're trying to avoid them in the future until you can be whole and complete with them. It's purposeful. Any relationship you're no longer in is either purposeful or life-giving. Figure out which one and figure out what it gave you. What life did it give you? What purpose did it fulfill? And then move on into your breathtaking future. That someone's gonna cross your path tomorrow, next week, next year, and they need the love that you have. But in order for them to get it, you need to fill your cup up and you need to be in overflow because you can't love them from your cup. You gotta always love them from your saucer. Yes, because when you love them from your saucer, you never ever run out. You never love on an empty tank. Love never hurts. A lot of times when love is hurting, it's because you haven't given you everything you need yet. And you're trying to give other people what you still need. You're trying to give them your oxygen, which is why you're sitting around going, hurry up. I never made it to Broadway, so this is my best damn stage. So, and so recognizing that when you love from your overflow, that's the most responsible thing that you could do. And that the greatest love that you can ever give the world is the demonstration of what loving you looks like. She can give herself a thousand second chances, then I can give myself one more. And if he can give himself another chance, if he can get up after that financial fall, if he can get up after that divorce, if she can get up after that breakup, if he can get back up after having to leave his children, if she can get back up after having that child, and she can define herself, then what can I do? And so your demonstration of how madly in love with you you are, helps me to recognize how madly in love with me I get to be. And then when I love myself enough, then all my extra just oozes over onto you. And when, and when you let your light shine like that, because you've fallen in love with you, all of a sudden you get in the corner and that light for a moment brightens up someone's momentary darkness. And then you've been a blessing to someone else. Humanity starts with somebody. Humanity is the sister at the grocery store. Humanity is the black man that's walking down the street who looks like he can use a hello and a smile. Humanity is the Asian woman who's in the corner who can use some love. Humanity is the white man who's in the corner who might not say hi to me, but if he sees love on my face, then he knows that I mean him no harm. I'm his sister. Humanity is each one of us. I want to love the journey and I want to feel the journey. And, I, and in order for my yes to have value, my no needs to be said. And I want to exercise my no and my yes. I want to dance until my knees hurt. I want to stay awake until I doze off in the middle of a sentence because the conversation is so good. You know, I want to laugh until my belly aches. I want to sleep until the sun wakes me up. I want to find out what does my song sound like, even off key. I want my heart to skip a beat. And I want my stomach to, to turn in knots because he just took my breath away by the way he looked at me. I don't want to miss a moment of this life called love. But every time I look in the mirror at Lisa, I want to look at her and I want to say, God, I love walking with you. I love holding your hand. I love this journey and I'm proud. I'm proud of the way you wear imperfection. And so I say that love starts 
with self-love. and joyful happy Tuesday 
18th of July to all out there in all flavors land. How are you doing? Chatroom crew, how are you doing? Tuning crew, worldwide crew, TikTok crew, and all of you silent listeners out there. So wonderful to have you on board with us right here on allflavorsradio.com. I am Wimbo77. And I am KJB. Hey KJB, how hey, you doing? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? Yes, I'm I'm pleasant. I'm I'm merry and feeling bright. <laughs> Whatever that means, right? <laughs> merry and feeling bright. Uh, yes, okay. I, I'm I've um very close to closing off the school year, which is great, which will give me some time to reflect and to gather my thoughts and feelings and get on with some really important stuff that needs to be addressed. And yes, looking forward to the next six weeks ahead of school break. Wow. Yeah, it's all good, huh? That's all good, that's all good. Sounds and yourself, great. what about you? How are you doing? I'm just looking forward to a break myself, hopefully mm. in the next three or four weeks. Uh, hopefully a break will come and we can... Jet off. Get off and relax. Get off. That's right. So what is our question? What is our audience question today? Okay. Audience question for today is an interesting one, as Mm. they always are. Um, Do you prefer brand new or pre-owned? Brand new or pre-owned. I mean, we're going to go into that and see what do we mean by brand new and pre-owned? Because when you write that in, it's normally cars that come up. Um, However, there's lots of other ways to think uh, in this Uh, generation that we're living in now that the world when we think of all these fires in Italy the ecosystem is mucked up how what is our green footprint how are we helping the the system to flow a bit better the planet should we Mm. say yes Mm. flow better or do do we consume which puts strain on the planet or do we look at other ways in which we can get the things that we need so that's what we will be looking at a little bit later on. Do you prefer brand new or pre-owned? Giving a big shout out to our DJs um, yesterday and over the start end. Always bringing it every single time. Um, shouting out Mark Philogene, shouting out George Flavors, shouting out all of our DJs right here on allflavorsradio.com. We will be coming and giving you all or showing you some love very soon. However, let's, what is our topic, our first topic today, KJB? Well, it's to do with men's health, mm. March for Men. <clears throat> yeah. Um, walk with us this July, help beat prostate cancer. Prostate cancer. And you will notice that we mm. have an advert on our show at the moment, which is highlighting the Errol McKenna Foundation. And I know that we have spoken on this topic before. However... It's always good to revisit things, isn't it? Just give ourselves a little reminder as to, you know, things that we may have to look out. And this is March for men. And it's quite interesting that July is the month for marching with men. In fact, there will be a walk on the 23rd of July in Battersea Park um, 2023 um, to raise money to fund the vital prostate cancer research to save men's lives 
And as Elle McKenna says, it doesn't matter what colour we are. If we don't get ourselves checked out, then that's not, <laughs> the colour's not going to hold it against us. But if we don't check ourselves that we will perish, isn't it, KJB? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, it's really to do with men's health. We know women also suffer from different types of cancer. Mm. This is about men. But it, really, it's our health. Yes. And, and and illness or sickness sees no colour. Exactly. Doesn't see colour. Exactly. So with this walk for um, prostate, prostate cancer, you know, you can, there's thousands of other people that will be doing this march or this walk. And it's really taking place at the village, or it's in Battersea Park, event village it starts at 11 o'clock the walk starts or it's open from 11 should i say the walk starts at 12 on sunday the 23rd of july so if you're not doing anything on sunday the 23rd of july this walk for prostate cancer is taking place in battersea park it's you can choose as well if you want to do a 2k walk a 5k walk or a 10k walk around the park you can sign up and there is a 50 percent a fee off the charge which is normally um, 10 pounds there's a code called summer 50 and you can sign up to do that walk to take part part in it okay so we'll come back a little bit later to that walk and what it is but kjb what exactly is prostate cancer and what's um is it common is the most common cancer in the uk as it is the most common should i say yeah well like you said, um, you just touched on it. It is a cancer. It's the most common cancer mm. uh, in the UK, especially for men. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's men we're, we're discussing this evening. Uh, normally, it's one in eight will get prostate cancer at some point in their lives. Normally, older men uh, with a family history of prostate cancer or black men especially are at more at, up, so say, at a higher risk. Um, obviously, if you're worried about any risks or mm. we, we'll go into some of the symptoms, um, it's about to contact someone, uh, medical, yes. your GP, your con- I don't know, somebody medical who can give you some advice. Normally it is your GP. Uh, hopefully, I know GPs are not easy to get hold of these these days, mm, very as I'm hearing a lot. Of, but, you know, keep knocking down the door. Yeah. Cause, because, as I said, there are going to be symptoms or signs. It may not even be prostate cancer, but it's it's better to be uh, aware mm. than leaving it. That's right. And it can develop. We know prostate cancer can develop when cells in your prostate start to grow in an uncontrolled way. So prostate cancer often grows slowly and may never cause any problems. But some prostate cancers grow quickly and have a high risk of spreading so this is more than likely to cause problems and need treatment to stop it spreading. Okay, so what is prostrate? What is a prostrate? Well, it's a gland. Okay, and only prostate, a- sorry, not prostrate. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you bow down. Yeah, so you bow down. Yeah, prostate, sorry. Prostate is a gland, basically, and only men have this this particular gland. It's the mm. size and shape of a walnut, and it sits underneath the bladder, and it's surrounded by a urethra, uh, which is a tube that obviously we pee through, mm. urinate through. Um, it's the main job for a prostate is to make semen, the, the fluid that carries sperm. Okay, so does the prostate cancer have any symptoms then? Well, 
not really. It's weird. You don't normally have symptoms. So even though you don't have symptoms, you are, if you're black, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially if you're a black man, we have to emphasize that. I'm not saying it doesn't happen to other nationalities. Yeah. But it's high risk in black men for some reason. We don't, I'm not sure why. You should really get a test. Tests are very, very quick. Um, they're not invasive. I know mm. sometimes you think they might be, but they're not. And that's the only way to really check to see if you your prostate is enlarged or if there is an issue. Mm. So I think one of the symptoms that they say that some men with prostate cancer may have difficulty urinating. Mm. So that might be the first sign. If you're finding it hard going to the toilet, then maybe it might be a good time to go and get yourself kind of checked out because men with prostate that spreads to other parts of the body might have things such as pain in the back, hips or pelvis and problems getting or keeping an erection, blood in the urine or an unexplained weight loss. Mm, Okay, mm. so these are some of the symptoms. So not being able to go to the toilet, having pain in the back or the hips or pelvis or problems in the bedroom with the the other half, the better half Mm. and also blood in the urine or unexplained weight loss, okay? So these symptoms, are they usually caused by, they can be... Well, they can, other things can can cause symptoms um, that might not be prostate cancer. Yeah. Um, As I said, a change in in the way you go toilet, or it could be the other way, uncontrollable, um, Mm. struggling to hold your urine, um, can affect your bladder, obviously. And this could be a sign of enlarged prostate, possibly or pr- prostitis which prostitis is just like a swelling itis mm. is, means when you have itis on the end of the word it means a swelling um it's a good again please speak to your gp so it could be you're struggling to go to the toilet or you're struggling to control like you, you can't stop you know what i mean you can't you just got to go sudden but and you just got to go mm. so it could be either or either but if these things are affecting you, again, it's a good idea to speak to you. Because I said, sometimes these things are not connected. But you do, if you don't get seek medical advice, you will never know. And then they can increase um, your chances of not non-survival, hmm. right? Uh, um, the longer we leave things, sometimes it's a bit like a dilapidated house, isn't it? If we fix the thing straight away... Hmm then there's a chance of saving things. Whereas if we leave it, it will deteriorate and we will be in a worse plight than when we began. So what is the age of prostate cancer? Who does it mainly affect? No one who's over 50, isn't it? No one is over 50, they said. But sometimes it, sometimes it can be younger. We're not sure. Over 45, over mm. 40, it's hard to say. But normally the age is about over 50. It, it, and obviously over 50, it will increase... Yeah. With age. So we're talking about 65 to 69, over 70. So, you know, it, it can um, change. Your risk of having prostate cancer can change with age. So the main thing really is to just get checked. You get to 45 years old and we think that we're still in the prime of life, isn't it? So if we are still in the prime of life, we want to maintain that then make sure that we go and get our MOTs, okay? I I have a um, mental optimum thinking is one of my MOTs that deals with the the mind. However, for men as well, and women, we go and get that regular health check, that MOT. We take the car every year to get MOT. Why are we not going and making sure that we're checking 
out ourselves to make sure that everything is functioning well. So family history as well. What, what's another? Well, if there's if there's a history of cancer in your family, obviously you're two mm. and a half times more likely possibly to get prostate cancer. Um, obviously, if someone else has had it in your family, it heightens your risk of also possibly getting mm. it. Okay, so yes, it, it highlights a point. If your mother or sister has had breast cancer, particularly if they were diagnosed under the age of 60, and had faults in the genes called it's called the BRCA1 or BRCA2. If you have relatives with prostate cancer or breast cancer and are worried about the risk, again speak to your GP. Although your risk of prostate cancer might be higher, it doesn't mean you will get it. And beautiful listeners, we like we say every week, we are not um, health practitioners, we're not GPs or anything, but we are just giving out advice as it comes. Okay, so it, whether we listen uh, and and take it on board or not, we just want to put it out there so you are aware of maybe signs, symptoms and things that maybe we're going through certain things. It might ring a bell that, oh, do you know what? I, I'm going through that at the moment. Let me go and get myself sorted out because that is the importance of it. Okay, so we're just raising awareness. It's always about raising awareness so that you will know and then act accordingly if any of these things are actually happening to you. But disclaimer, we are not health care providers. Well, um, Ken does work within healthcare, but um, we that is not what we do. We are just raising awareness around these matters. OK, so it highlighted that black men are more likely to get prostate cancer. OK, so why black men? What's the statistic? There's no answer to that, really. Mm. Nobody knows why black men are more at higher risk of contracting prostate cancer. Um, but in, say, in the UK, it says one in four black men mm. uh, will get prostate cancer at some point in their lives. Doesn't say when, but at some point. Wow. And it goes on to say if you're a black man over 45, like we said earlier, age can sometimes affect it. Obviously, the, the higher the age, the more. A risk you might get mm. but it just says you know talk again to the GP also um, a lot of um, GP practices now have um, practice nurses mm. so if you can't speak to the GP speak to the practice nurse I know it's a woman I understand that uh, and, and prostate cancer is a, a men's illness but that that person you're speaking to is still a healthcare healthcare professional absolutely please so if even if it's a female you know most um practice nurses are females Mm. most of them are females so it's good just to you know have that conversation and don't feel no shame either no it's healthcare professional that's That's still that's still person that person is still qualified and trained Mm. to give good medical advice and it's your health we're talking about beautiful listeners so please we've got to take these things into consideration it's extremely important that we we look out for ourselves and our well-being and our health is one of those things, okay? Health is wealth, as they say. Mm, mm. So there's something called a PSA test, yeah? And this is used to diagnose prostate cancer, um, cancer problems, okay? So what is this PSA test? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure, but it's a test that I'm sure you can get from your GP or mm. your practice nurse. I don't know if they can send it to you. Because I know they, we did talk about a test, but mm. I think that was to do with bowels, I'm sure. 
So there are tests that yes. they might be able to send to you or you can access through your GP online or I don't know how, how your GP surgery works, but you can get this test. It's a blood test, mm. uh, basically that measures uh, specific um, levels of, of, of uh, and Antigen. uh, antigens. Antigens. <laughs> I have to give me the... PSA. PSA antigens in your blood. Uh, state-specific antigen. Yes. With protein. How much protein mm. is basically how much pr- protein you've got in your blood, basically. That's what he's saying. Uh, produced by normal cells in the prostate. Also by prostate cancer cells. It's normal to have a small amount of prostate protein mm. in your blood. Um, but as uh, as you know, as you get older, sometimes the increase of protein in the blood is due to your age, so it can increase. Mm. So you can get a um, PSA test at your GP surgery. You need to discuss it with a GP first. At some GP surgeries, you can discuss the test with a practice nurse and they can do a test if you decide that you want one. Okay, Mm. so if you're, again, who can have it? Who can have a PSA test? Well, if you're over 50, Mm. um, you can have one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're over 45, if you think you and you might be at high risk, you can have one. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're if you've got any of the signs or symptoms that we discussed earlier, yeah, it doesn't matter of your age. Personally, to me, if you feel that you're worried, mm. speak to your GP and let the GP make that decision for you. You don't make that decision because you're not at a certain age. You think, well, I can't have this. Don't think like that. Yeah. Let the practice nurse or the GP. Or the nurse specialist, whoever's con- connected to your your GP surgery, let them make that decision for you. Don't make that decision. And if you're worried, just go and discuss it. And some men offer the PSA test as well as part of, the, of their general checkup. Men, 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 I'm talking to you specifically. <laughs> Are you going out there and getting yourself checked out? I know that the doctors is a scary place for you sometimes. But please, please. Go and get a regular check, okay? And this could be it could be a matter of life and death for you, all right? So don't be scared of the doctors. Go and get your checks done and you'll be fine, okay? So you should still think about the advantages and disadvantages of the test and whether it's right for you before agreeing to have one. But if you can, you know, please go and, and get one. So what if your doctor doesn't want you to do a PSA test? What do you... Well, um, if you know, if you're having trouble getting a test, there are a number of things that we can do to try and to try and to try and get a test. Mm. Basically, um, a raised protein level can be a sign of a problem with your prostate. Uh, it could mean an enlarged prostate or prostitis, mm. which actually can lead to pro, pro, uh, prostate cancer, as we've discussed. Um, so, you know. It's important that you you speak to your GP. I mm. know, like I said, there's advantages, disadvantages, but we did say earlier that sometimes you might not have no symptoms initially. Remember, things can happen gradually. Yeah. So you might not feel like you got symptoms, but if you're over a certain, as, as we discussed, forty five, we're talking about fifty normally is the threshold, mm. but they did say forty five, and obviously, if you're a black male as well, we are at higher risk of possibly getting prostate cancer. So even though you might not have no symptoms and you're over the age of 45, 
there's nothing wrong with approaching your GP. Like we've just, this, we, we can only repeat ourselves really. Mm. Speak to your GP, as we said, practice nurse, nurse specialist, they're all connected to your GP surgery and have at least have a discussion. Yeah. At least have a discussion. Um, the discussion as well, the questions that you can ask to your doctor or your nurses, am I at risk of prostate cancer? What the advantages and disadvantages of having a PSA test? Will I need a DRE? Uh, how long will I have to wait for my PSA results? And if I had a PSA test and the normal and the result is normal, will I need to have regular PSA tests in the future? If a PSA test and my PSA is raised, what will happen? And should I have regular PSA mm. tests? But there's not just we spoke there as well of a DRE, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, test and what is this DRE KJB <laughs> basically DRE is just a rectal examination yes. basically let's we'll simplify it. so basically there's two ways you can get the the test for mm. um, protein urine urine yes and how high that is or you can get a rectal examination I've had a rectal examination okay. I will put it on I'll put it out there <laughs> Uh, yes, I had one with my GP. Yes. I had it a couple of years ago. Everything was clear. I haven't mm. had one recently. Doesn't mean I'm not going to go and have one. Um, yes, but yeah, I'm going to book you in. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I, I know sometimes people think a, a rectal examination. Yeah, I hear what you're saying and I, I hear what you might be thinking. But put it this way, um, this could save your life. Absolutely. This Absolutely. could save your life. So what does the DRE involve then, Ken? Well, it's just going to, like we talked about, um, you, you can get it done at your GP surgery, you mm. can get it done at a hospital, um, you can get, like we talked about, a practice nurse, um, you can get a doctor to do it. Um, you so know. So, what is the procedure? Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, basically, you've got to get on on, on your side. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they get a plinth or an examination table. A plinth is just a table that goes up and down, it's controlled by a a remote or an examination table uh you bring your knees up towards your chest they slide their fingers gently up your rectum your mm -hmm. back passage they will wear gloves please be aware <laughs> they will have gloves on and basically they're just going to move their fingers around mm. just to check to make sure there's no issues with your prostate make sure there's no lumps or bumps or enlargedness or, or malformations. Mm, yeah. um, it's not embarrassing. It it, yes, I'm not going to say it's not uncomfortable. I'll be lying if I said it wasn't. But like I said, sometimes to you know to to be comfortable in life, sometimes you have to become uncomfortable. Yes, and, and we're talking about a, a, a very simple uh, procedure. It only takes a few minutes, but you know it, you've got a lifetime. Absolutely. You have a lifetime. So what would you prefer? Being uncomfortable for a few minutes or reducing your lifespan? Mm. You make that, you know? And it is natural to feel, think about. It is natural to feel um, worried about or even embarrassed about having these tests. But some men find the idea of having DRE upsetting. For example, if they've been abused as a child or as an adult, you might feel very upset about having this test. But there's no right or wrong way to feel about this. And it is your choice whether or not you have tests for prostate cancer. It might be helpful to talk to a counsellor about your experience, thoughts and fears, or you could contact charity for people who have been assaulted, um, such as the National 
Association for People Abused in Childhood, the NAPAC. So there are things maybe behind it as to the reasons why you might not want to have this DRE examination. But if you can talk through your fears and talk through your concerns, you know, then a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm, mm, And mm. this DRE is a test used to see if you might have prostate problems or prostate cancer. So your prostate may feel normal or normal size for your age with a smooth surface larger than expected for your age. This could be a sign of an enlarged prostate and hard and lumpy. This could be a sign of prostate cancer. So the DRE is not completely an accurate test. Um, Your doctor or nurse can't feel the whole prostate and a man with prostate cancer might have a prostate that feels normal. So what happens, your your GP will talk to you about your test results and what they might mean. So beautiful listeners, there's so much advantages and disadvantages of speaking and raising awareness around prostate cancer. We have very little time in order to do that. However, please go out and check out the Errol McKenna Foundation page. That's it. Type in errolmckenna.com. Um, or it's the foundation we will put that into the chat box for you so you can go and check that out and there's a lot of information on there um, too much that we can kind of speak of here on the platform today however please we will put all this information into the chat box so you can go and check it out for yourselves and and familiarize yourselves with the procedures with the tests and so on and so forth just to give you that peace of mind as well so beautiful listeners, we will see y'all in five. Online and on your smart speaker. Playing all the best songs. Oh, Flavors Radio. This is a very important health message. My name is Errol McKellar, MBE. I am a prostate cancer survivor and founder of the charity, the Errol McKellar Foundation. Do you know that over 47,000 men a year are diagnosed with prostate cancer? Do you also know that over 11,000 men also die of prostate cancer? That means that one man will die every 45 minutes. Do you also know that one in eight European men will die of prostate cancer? But more frighteningly, that one in four Afro-Caribbean men will die of prostate cancer. But the truth is, Prostate cancer doesn't care about your colour. Prostate cancer doesn't care about your wealth. Prostate cancer doesn't care about you. What prostate cancer will do, if you ignore it, it will kill you. At the Errol McKellar Foundation, our aims and mission is to talk with as many men and their partners as possible to ensure they are fully aware of the dangers posed by prostate cancer, recognising potential symptoms and know about the available tests and information. We want to stop men from dying through ignorance and fear. For more details, please visit www.theerylmckellarfoundation.com or email temf2018 at gmail.com. Please remember that health is your wealth. Dominican Promotion presents a taste of Dominica and St. Lucia after Carnival Party on Saturday the 2nd of September on board the luxurious and more Teresa Joanne by King George V Dock Woolwich Man Away London E16 2Q1 boarding from 10pm to 3am There'll be non-stop party vibes with DJ Mosty, DJ Redboy, DJ Shyboy, DJ Specialist and Ninja Man Loy. They'll be playing the best 
Latin, Soca, Afrobeats, Bouillon, Reggae, Highlife, Kadas, and a whole lot more. Tickets are available from Eventbrite. Get your ticket.co.uk and all the DJs. For more information and party bookings, call 07401 388251. A taste of Dominique and St. Lucia after Carnival Party, Saturday, the 2nd of September. Caribbean Line presents each and every Sunday from 4 pm onwards, Barbie Dance. A mixture of Caribbean cuisine, cocktails, and top DJs at the Lighthouse Bar, 421 Wick Lane, Boat E3 2JG. Food is provided by the legendary chef Bon Manger and Lauren. Your menu includes rotis, Caribbean meal packages, black pudding, bacon, swordfish, and much more. Resident DJs include Shy Boy, Lucian Rebel, DJ VJ, and Silver Fox. Other guest DJs are on rotation. Enjoy a night of soca, zook, denary segment, Afrobeats, R&B, soul, reggae. In fact, whatever keeps you partying, the DJs will play it. Look out for our theme Sundays. If you are celebrating your birthday, wedding anniversary, whatever the occasion, and you're looking for a place to celebrate or hang out, make Barbie Dance your Sunday afternoon line. For more information, call 07894-004-527. Barbie Dance, bringing Caribbean people together. The more you listen, the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio. Good evening TJ Hope, how are you? And shouting out DJ Laro. Hi Laro. You can catch Laro from 8 till 10 tonight with the Vibe Show. And you can catch J Hope for RR Tuesdays from 10 until 12. So giving a big shout out to Mark for the gym. Great show last night, Mark. Also giving a big shout out to George Flavors, Sour Malaysia. How are you guys doing? Give me a, a thumbs up to let me know how the sound is out there, please. Sounds of Aretha Franklin. Yeah. 
and what a fool believes. The shocker calm circles.
has the power to change the world. It has the power to inspire. It has the power to unite people in a way that little us does. It speaks to youth in a language they understand. Sport can create hope where once there was only despair. And yes, beautiful listeners, sport can create hope where once there was only despair. And that was a wonderful short speech there from a wonderful leader who is now laid to rest. And KJB, who was that? That was the one and only Mr. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. And today, beautiful people, we know today is the 18th of July. July, (laughs) July. And today is Mandela Day. Mandela said, make every day a Mandela Day. Oh, I don't think he said that, but this is the quote that we have right here about making every day a Mandela Day. It's in your hands. And we know that Mandela Day is an annual global celebration that takes place today to honour the life and legacy of Nelson Mandela. This day is a call to action for individuals, communities and organisations to take time to reflect on Mandela's values and principles to make a positive impact in their own communities. And that's a great thing, isn't it, KJB? Well, yeah, what what better way to to show our appreciation for someone so iconic mm. that did so much in a short space of time? Um, when you think about his lifespan and what he had to personally go through, mm. he didn't allow that to taint the way he saw or viewed the world. Yeah. And he was always pushing for um, equality. Absolutely. Um, with your male, female, young, old, he wanted everybody to have a better quality of life. Because mm. he knew what it's like to have inequality in a, in a country that was always uh, historically known for, for, for its apartheid yeah. and its segregation. So he knew that he, he grew up in that and uh, he was in prison for that. Um, but, and he went for a lot, didn't he? And he in went for a lot. But yet when he came out, his main focus wasn't mm. to continue the separation but he wanted to amalgamate and yeah. join and make one community. And Absolutely. he managed that. He, he managed that. Uh, so if he can do that on a world scale, in well, in a, in a country the size of South Africa, I think it's a massive country mm. with different factions. He was able to do that. So in our own way or in our community, that's something we can try and emulate. And it's quite beautiful because we're talking about Today is Nelson Mandela Day or Mandela Day. And this is to honour Nelson Mandela. It said he he gave us 67 years of public service to people all around the world. And so people all around the world are being asked to designate 67 minutes of their time to make a difference in the lives of others. 67 minutes, that's not a long time, is it, KJB? Well, you know, that's just over an hour. Mm. But sometimes it can just take a minute. Right. You know, it depends what we're prepared to do. Um, 
in this this case, it's yeah, asking yeah, that yeah, we give yeah, the 67, 67 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even sometimes just a minute, a hello, good morning, mm. that can change someone's day. So just imagine what 67 minutes could do. Exactly. So there were some things, you know, let's, let's just talk a little bit on. I know that you touched on Nelson Mandela's life as... Um, we know before he was jailed that he was uh, was he a member of the is it the ACN yeah AC Party? yeah 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 the ACN. and they fought African for African National Congress ANC. Party ANC and they fought for the rights of black people in South Africa because apartheid was there there were three factions wasn't there there was the white the colours and then the the blacks mm. and there was always this fight of dis unity mm. but i think that he really wanted initially it was about the blacks being in africa and so so south africa and so forth but like you rightfully said by the end of it it was not about being ununified but unified yeah and that's what nelson mandela kind of fought for didn't he so what was his early life and work well we know he was part of the anc national mm. congress party um after his father's death he was raised in a part of South Africa a region of of Tam- Tambi mm-hmm. uh he renounced his claim to the chiefship uh, to become a lawyer okay he attended South Africa Native College University of Fort here now uh it, obviously it's the name change for the university he studied law he later passed the qualification and became a lawyer in 1994. He joined, as I said, we talked about the African National Congress Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a black liberation group and became the leader of its Youth League that same year when he met his wife, Evelyn Nkoto Massey. So Mandela subsequently held the ACN or ANC leadership positions through which he help revitalise the organisation and oppose the apartheid policies of the ruling National Party. So the ruling National Party was mm. a bit like conservatives and stuff, isn't it, back then, but they, it was all ruled by primarily white mm. men, wasn't it? So in 1952 in Johannesburg, with his fellow ANC leader, Oliver Tambo, Mandela established South Africa's first black law practice, specialising in cases resulting from the post-1948 apartheid legislation. And also also that year, Mandela played an important role in launching a campaign of defiance against South Africa's past laws, which required non-whites to carry documents known as passes, passbooks or reference books, authorising their presence in areas that the government deemed restricted. Mm. That's, you know, generally reserved for... that's areas reserved for, for white people the white yeah. um, population yeah. he traveled throughout the country as part of the campaign trying to build support for non-violent means so he's never a violent man but just looking for support from non-violent means of protest against this discriminatory law but in 1955 he was involved in drafting the freedom charter a document calling for non-racial social democracy in south africa and i guess because of his because of his fights for this, this is he became a bit demonized, didn't he? And we know later on he was thrown into prison for these certain mm. acts, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, 
and we know know how Nelson Mandela's life kind of panned out. So what we're talking about today, beautiful listeners, it is Mandela Day and they're saying to give 67 minutes of our time to a cause that can involve the community, that can help us think about others, you know, and making a difference towards others. So what are some of the things that we can possibly do for Mandela Day? Well, we know there's food banks, mm-hmm. so you can you can support a food bank uh, or a clothing drive. You can make some food like uh, a sandwich or or some, some a hot meal and provide for a local homeless person. Mm. Uh, you can clean up your your local area, maybe a park. I saw or some a, guys doing that today. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. You can do mm. that, or an area where you know is used by youngsters like children. You yeah. can help clear that up, or you know, uh, arrange a visit to a nursing home. Um, there are others. Do you like to mention a few as well? Mm. So help an elderly neighbour with a chore or an errand. Um, volunteer to help young children read or play a sport. Uh, make cookies for the police or fire department or make a donation to a local charity. So there's books and activities about Nelson Mandela and South Africa. Grandad Mandela, that's a book that's for children aged 6 to 12. And Zindizi Mandela tells her curious grandchildren, Zazie and Ziwelene, the story of their great-grandfather, Nelson Mandela. There's also Nelson Mandela, the prisoner from a prisoner to president ages seven to nine years old and this biography documents his journey from student to revolutionary to inmate to the first black president of south africa and that was one thing we didn't mention that although he went through all those troubles and they really did some of the things that nelson mandela went through when he was in prison to Mm. think that he came out and still never held these things against these prisoners and so on and so forth, and went on to become one of the greatest leaders, really, in yeah, the world. Yeah, because he he didn't he he wasn't just thinking about himself. Mm. I think that's that that all, that comes out in just some of his um, early years. Even his early years as a lawyer, he he was a chief. He was <clears throat> um, he could have been uh, head of his own clan. Yeah, he he decided not to do that. He decided to to become a lawyer, but with the with the the intent of helping his fellow helping his fellow um, apartheid uh, strugglers. You know, they brought out a paper, a booklet. Mm. He couldn't go into certain areas, and he contested that. He he wrote documents on that. He tried to present that to the to the ruling national party who was in charge at the time. There was the Sharpeville massacres in in the sixties. Um, then, recent, then a little bit after that, obviously he was arrested and he got he acquitted. But then he was rearrested. Mm. But for all that, he still managed to keep his 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 self worth and his dignity and his dignity. And yeah. in the end, he's the one that unified a South Africa. Yeah. And did they did they have uh, the Olympics or something there one year? Was that that in Africa? No, they had the World Cup. Oh, it was the World Cup. Yeah, and it was some the World Cup. Yeah, the, the Bubuzelas. That's oh, what, is they, that what they call yeah, them. They, they call them the Bubuze. Those are the horns that they. Have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why he made that speech about sport can unify people. 
Mm. And and therefore that's what happened. You know, no bigger stage yeah. was there than a World Cup in South Africa and it did unify the whole world. It's amazing. It's so amazing. And yes, beautiful listeners, it is Mandela Day today and we are highlighting Nelson Mandela. We played a great snippet there at the beginning and regarding the president really of the South Africa and he went on and done some great things. And really, again, another icon that we can live up to. So beautiful listeners, let's think about Nelson Mandela and let's think about 67 minutes that we can give to in one way, shape or form to give back to our community. And we will see y'all in five. Online and on your smart speaker. Playing all the best songs. Oh, Flavors Radio. This is a very important health message. My name is Errol McKellar, MBE. I'm a prostate cancer survivor and founder of the charity, the Errol McKellar Foundation. Do you know that over 47,000 men a year are diagnosed with prostate cancer? Do you also know that over 11,000 men also die of prostate cancer? That means that one man will die every 45 minutes. Do you also know that one in eight European men will die of prostate cancer? But more frighteningly, that one in four Afro-Caribbean men will die of prostate cancer. But the truth is, prostate cancer doesn't care about your colour. Prostate cancer doesn't care about your wealth. Prostate cancer doesn't care about you. What prostate cancer will do, if you ignore it, it will kill you. At the Errol McKellar Foundation, our aims and mission is to talk with as many men and their partners as possible to ensure they are fully aware of the dangers posed by prostate cancer, recognising potential symptoms and know about the available tests and information. We want to stop men from dying through ignorance and fear. For more details, please visit www.theerylmckellarfoundation.com or email temf2018 at gmail.com Please remember that health is your wealth. Dominution Promotion presents a taste of Dominica and St. Lucia after Carnival Party on Saturday the 2nd of September on board the luxurious Maud Teresa Joambo, King George V Dock, Woolwich Manor Way, London E16 to QI. Boarding from 10pm to 3am. There'll be non-stop party vibes with DJ Mosty, DJ Redboy, DJ Shyboy, DJ Specialist and Ninja Man Loy. They'll be playing the best in Soca, Afrobeats, Bouillon, Reggae, Highlight, Kadas, and a whole lot more. Tickets are available from Eventbrite. Get your tickets.co.uk and all the DJs. For more information and party bookings, call the way 7401 A taste of Dominique and St. Lucia after Carnival Party, Saturday the 2nd of September. Caribbean Line presents each and every Sunday from 4pm onwards, Barbie Dance. A mixture of Caribbean cuisine, cocktails and top DJs at the Lighthouse Bar, 421 Wick Lane, Bow E32JG. Food is provided by the legendary chef Bonmanger and Lauren. Your menu includes rotis, Caribbean meal packages, black pudding, bacon, saltfish and much more. Resident DJs include Shy Boy, Lucian Rebel, DJ VJ and Silver Fox. Other guest DJs are on rotation. Enjoy a night of soca, zook, denary segment, Afrobeats, in fact, whatever keeps you partying, the DJs will play. Look out for our theme Sundays. If you are celebrating your birthday, wedding 
anniversary, whatever the occasion, and you're looking for a place okay. to celebrate or hang out, make Barbie Dance your Sunday afternoon line. For more information, call 07894-004527. Barbie Dance, bringing Caribbean people together. The more you listen, the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio. This is where you were to play. Let's get together and give a big hand to the one and only L.J. Little. I had a key to the world. Girl, I give you everything. If I had a key to your heart. Girl, I make the fire stop Then I give you love And peace And love and love and love and love and more love Cause I give you me Nothing will keep us apart Ooh, I know I'll make it with you And I give you love And peace And love and love and love and love and more love Cause I give you me
chat room shout J Hope guest 224 out of Milton Keynes Shout out to Cooksey417. Giving a big high five to all of the chat room crew. Shout out, tune in. The worldwide crew. The TT crew. And all of you silent listeners, come and join us in the chat room.
sounds there of Karen Jones with Ready Ready Love and yeah we're on I don't know what kind of tip I'm on this evening playing the music but it's coming out fast and furious I must say so KJB what again is our question for this evening okay uh pre-owned or brand new pre-owned or brand new what do you prefer beautiful listeners let us know give us a call 07895 that's 07895 but before we dive into the pre-owned or brand new we're going to go to our opportunity section and um, we will post these opportunities into the chat box because there are a couple here that are really really quite inspiring and the first one is it's a great job opportunity for railway railway track operative jobs for local residents. Now, this is in the Haringey area and this is for August 2023 cohort. Now, these railway operatives, they're now recruiting. So they ask the question, have you been struggling to get a job? Experience barriers into work because of past mistakes and feeling that nobody wants to give you a chance. Well, this is the perfect opportunity, this fast track into railway engineering via a group called Breaking Barriers and Changing Lives. And they're going to be starting this employment program um, as of August. Okay, so what it is, is this employment program, we've got to meet a criteria in order to join. So the first criteria is that you do have to be a Haringey resident you also have to be 18 plus, as well as unemployed, getting universal credit recipients and ex-offenders. So that's quite, sounds like a really good opportunity, yeah. doesn't it, KJB? Well, everybody deserves a second chance, doesn't it? Mm. Look, at, look at, and look, look at some, look at iconic person like Nelson Mandela. Yes. He was given a opp- second opportunity because you can say he was an ex-offender, mm. although he he was innocent. He, he was innocent of, yes. of, of what they put him in prison for. Yeah. Um, and it was, he put him in prison for something that he didn't create. Mm. Um, but yet he got, another, and look and look, look at what he was, he was able to do. Exactly. So everybody deserves a second opportunity. Yeah. And I was thinking, and I was thinking that because when we're thinking about their speaking, that of the criteria and some of them maybe on universal credit or ex-offender, I thought maybe they're going to, could go into this scheme, this great, the railway trek operative operative job and come out something in management. You just never know. It's a beginning, isn't it? As I said, everybody deserves the opportunity. Everybody, you know. Mm. And it starts with you as an Indian. Like we right at the beginning about self-worth, self-love. Mm. You know, sometimes you don't feel worthy. But if you're given an opportunity, you can build that. Absolutely. And it makes a point there that there are limited places on this course. There are limited places. But um, yeah, go on and register if you fall within that criteria of, like I said, over 18, you must live in Haringey, um, unemployed on universal credits and an ex-offender, then this is the role for you. Okay. And also, KJB, do you want to tell everyone about this new series that's coming on to te- Netflix? Yeah, it's interesting. There's a new a new 
program that's going to be coming on Netflix, I think. Mm. Uh, I don't know, what's it called? It's called They Cloned Tyrone. Yes. It's only on Netflix. It stars John Berger, uh, Jamie Foxx and Tainoa Paris. Mm. Um, three, Tiona. Tiona, sorry. Oh, thank you. Tiona Paris. <laughs> um, three, two actors I know. John Berg and Jamie Foxx, but Tiona Paris, I haven't quite heard of. So it'll be mm. interesting to see what this is about. Um, it's on Netflix. Um, we'll put the details in the chat room. And um, hopefully, if you have Netflix or you are in the process of getting Netflix, you can check it out, uh, check it out and tell us what you think. It was quite the um, trailer was quite good. Um, WA sent that in to me today. Okay. And yeah, it looked rather good. So it looked, you know, we'll it, looked prom- it looked promising. It looked promising. It, looked promising. <laughs> it did look promising. So we know it's summer and um, we do hope you are all enjoying the lovely weather out there because it has been so really, really nice. As well as sad thing is the, the heat wave that's going it's going to be coming over, right? They said. Well, it's apparently, but obviously we're not sure. Uh, we haven't quite had it yet. Um, but obviously, there, it, we have, our thoughts go out to those who are in the 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 the, the crux of that heat wave yeah. in in the midst of it, should we say? Uh, temperatures of like 40, 50, I think 60, 60, 60 Celsius, wow. which is extremely hot Mm. um and they are saying there are issues as to why that has happened and obviously we'll later on we'll clarify that Mm. well climate change they always put everything down to climate change well i don't know i don't know but we can discuss those that one is definitely leading into our discussion this evening Mm. about about pre-owned or brand new because if it is climate change, we know that we all are adding, are we adding or taking away from the issues when it comes to climate change through our consumer behaviours? Well, are we discussing it now? Are we going, we're going to oh, discuss it. Oh, we, I wasn't sure who's going to go into it now. Yes, we're going to discuss that now. Okay. And, uh, you know, pre-owned or brand new, 27% of consumers' cupboards will be made up of pre-owned items which is a good thing i I think i think it's a good thing because um it's difficult to know how what sorry what the effects of what we're getting in brand new is Mm. having on the environment i know we hear about it and i know experts come out and discuss it Mm. but are we individually aware of our own carbon footprint of the stuff that we're getting and the stuff we're getting rid of do we actually know where where it goes and what Mm. happens to it once once we throw it away and what, what harmful effects it could or maybe not be having on the environment. Mm. Well, when you think about all the times you received a gift that ended up in the cupboard mm. for a few years, the statistic each year the UK spends approximately 700 million in unwanted gifts and about 42 million of that winds up in landfills. That doesn't surprise me because we're, we're getting to into realms of being a very throwaway society Mm. um not all of us i'm not tying everybody with that brush but a lot of um people especially um the those that are growing up now in the noughties yes 
Is it the noughties? The, the, the 20, the, yeah, the, yeah, the noughties going up. Yes. I'm going to say noughties. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to say noughties. Mm-hmm. Uh, till now, those generations are very much have today, get rid of it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, my art kind of generation, we're a bit, we're more of used to having what we have. And because we couldn't really replace it, we would try and look after it or mend it. Yes. Um, so there is different schools of thoughts. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of people getting caught up in this buy now, pay later. Um, so therefore, if I buy now, pay later, I don't need what I've got. Mm. You know, it's too small. Oh, it's too old. Oh, it's not the latest. And and that's the, those are the fads that we're having to deal with. And that is obviously advertising plays a massive part in that. Yeah, but when you think about that 700 million, it speaks of unwanted gifts. Mm, and mm, about 42 mm. million of that winds mm. up in landfill. So mm. that's something that's brand new that someone didn't want, that they've thrown away. When we think about it like that, it's quite sad. But it's the, damning. That it goes to show our, the mentality of, of individuals. Not, mm. And again, we're not tying everybody with the same brush. But that just shows that people now... I can afford what they what they want to buy. So if I give you something, mm. and it's not necessarily what I want, I don't need to keep it because yeah. I, I have credit cards, I've got debit cards. I just got to get what I what want, want yeah. and throw, throw away what you've given me. Now, rightly or wrongly, some people have that mentality. Mm. But again, like we're saying, we don't know by doing that what impacts. Comp- impact. Mm. that's having on on the earth and and the ozone because it, it makes the point that maybe you've outgrown a, a beautiful leather bag from a previous season now this is a thing every season every year within the fashion industry their season so if you're in something out of season you know so they have these mm. things going on or collecting dust so you might have a bag but oh it's not the latest thing and should it be the latest thing or mm. leather? I mean, it's leather. Leather is built to last, right? We I, have something leather. You, you call that vintage. Because mm. when we was growing up, the stuff that we grew up with were fashionable at the time, but now we'd call that vintage. And the reason why I call it vintage because some things won't go out of fashion. Yeah. A leather bag or certain accessories mm. will never go out of fashion. Do you know what I mean? Um, some clothing... We know because we. I'm not scared to say I go thrift shopping. I would. Mm. I would say that because there's some stuff that you get in a thrift shop that is such high quality. Standard is high, yes. Such high quality that you cannot mm. replicate that in the stores because the store clothing is mass produced. Mm. It's it's not itemized for you as a person. It's just it's just mass produced. You yeah. get just get the different sizes, but it's the same style. <laughs> yeah. And and I think that's the issue now. That's the problem. It's not the vintage clothing because that that the resale value of vintage stuff is far higher than the everyday retail yes, stores. And that's very true because over the last decade, the resale market for pre-owned clothing and accessories has skyrocketed to levels mm. that rival even the most popular of e-commerce stores, mm. like you rightfully said there. So in Europe alone, the revenue for the resale market was $1.4 billion euros mm. in 2021 with names like D- depop vintage etsy ebay and vestiaire collective becoming household names and you know 
the resale market's biggest supporters. So how the industry is growing globally and why getting consumers to choose secondhand is harder in the face of capitalism. And we could think that because people might think, oh, well, I don't want something that someone else has had. I want something brand new. But then what's brand new is substandard compared to, like you said, the vintage things that we may find. And and I think that, and, and I think that's the way. And obviously, um, the way they make vintage stuff mm. is more viable yeah. for the planet. Sustainable, isn't it's it? It's more sustainable. Yeah. That's why, because vintage stuff is passed down, passed down, passed down, passed mm. down. But like you said, with, with the e-commerce stuff or the mass-produced stuff, you wear it for a while, you get rid of it, and then you go and buy something else. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's right or wrong, whether they make it like that or whether it's advertised like that. So it makes you want to keep changing your collection and this mm. season is this colour, this season is that colour. No, that's out, that's in. With vintage with vintage stuff, you don't have to worry about that. Mm. Mm. But with the clothes they're making now, that's the issue. That's, you you know, I can't wear this this year. That's last year. I've got to get rid of last year to get this year. So that means that you're, you know? you're, slave to, you're a slave to what's being churned out then. Like what I love about vintage is that you have your own eclectic style. Mm. You have your own. Whereas if you're one of a consumer that goes in for the latest fashions, then that mm. means you're kind of a, a, what do they used to call them? Fashion victim. A, fas- a fashionista. Right? I wouldn't say even fashionista because everyone's <laughs> going to be wearing the same thing. And you see that you do. I remember back in the day, everyone had that style. Everyone had their own individual style. Yeah, and maybe that's because they had less, so they had to do more with what they didn't have. Mm, Whereas mm. now there's just so much of everything. There's more, cho- there's more choice, isn't there? There's... But there isn't. No, I understand. No, you know, if you not... know where I'm coming mm, from. Mm, mm, mm. I think, we're, I, I guess when I say more choice, there's more opportunity to get what you want because right. there's the, the e-commerce um, shops now, mm. online shops, it, there's so many vast array. That you can, you know what I mean? It's it's hard and, and people are undercutting each other. Mm. So, do you know what I mean? You, you can go to a store, take a picture, go online and get it for yes. a fraction of the price. Yeah. So there, there is there are issues. But it's in, the interesting fact is that, that I, I didn't realise, I was talking about the noughties and their being consumers. It's actually the millennials, mm. people between 16 and 41 that are, are now more likely to get vintage stuff and that's or pre-owned stuff. That's it's, a that's, great that's thing. That's very interesting. Yeah, so according to data collected by Trove, an e-commerce operating system for trade, in the resale platform, 74% of millennials would receive a pre-owned gift and 64% would give one too. So something that they've owned already, they'll either get mm. something or mm. give that as a mm. gift. Mm. And that contributes to most of the global spending and economic growth and this shift in thinking and buying behavior is interesting and optimistic to see the resale market being powered by mostly gen z and millennial consumers and i you know what and i have to so i have to I have to eat humble pie really <laughs> isn't it because those are the same people i was saying they were the ones that are consumers but yeah. now the ages between 26 and 41 are the, are the, or sometimes i think even younger because i i've been to thrift shops and i've seen people who look younger than 26 mm. looking for vintage stuff to up to up to upscale they, or to sell online or to, yeah, to, isn't to it? upscale or to sell 
Yes. Which is which is an amazing thing because you would have thought that those are the ones that would be more inclined mm. to be driven by the by advertising and 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 the consumer factor. Mm. So it's like wow, it's crazy, isn't it? So I wonder which which. So if you're under, I suppose if you're under 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 25, 24, and over forty one, those so you're so so it's the generations that I kind of grew up with were the ones that are more consumer driven. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? And well, it it's just fact, isn't it? Like in the sense of, I think our generations because we didn't have that. That I think that's what it was because we didn't have is why we want brand new things. Whereas maybe the millennials, they had everything, so they don't mind. It's you know? crazy, isn't it? Well, it's not crazy. But I, for me, if I'm to choose, like, I'd definitely go for um, not necessarily, yeah, pre-owned. I don't, I'm not uh, fussed with pre-owned at all. Because like you rightfully said, the quality, finding something of value. Mm, and mm, that's quite mm. difficult in this day and age, finding things of value. So right. it's, yeah, so it's kind of turned on its head, isn't mm. it? Really, yeah. Um, so yeah, you can be driven by not having much to wanting everything. Mm. And I guess if you're like you said, if you've been grown up in an era where you've gotten everything, then it, you don't mind not having it. Um, which which is yeah. So it's just it's, I guess it's just how it's just your where you where, where you're coming from, really, isn't it? Like you said, it's just. It's just your mentality, as your personal mentality towards uh, what you have and, and, and what you think you need. Mm. And what we're going to do, beautiful listeners, is we're going to go to a quick break. Um, we know that we've, I know George yesterday did a uh, show to commemorate Neve or Neris Joseph on his passing. Me too. I'm not really familiar with Neris Joseph, but I know that um, George said that he did an interview with him in the past and so forth. So we're going to just play a couple of songs um, by Neris Joseph. And I'm sure that DJ Laro and J-Hope may be doing a, a little tribute, a little tribute yeah, to possibly. him as well. Yeah. So just for us, um, thinking of the sad passing of this reggae um icon this hero i know that um george said that he's um wasn't given the accolades that he deserved um but maybe it's so sad that in someone's death that they get elevated isn't it because we want to be celebrated in life Mm -hmm. but it's always still a beautiful thing to be remembered so we'll give you a couple of songs um by nearest joseph and we'll see our beautiful people in five. Just the other 
day And you took my breath away Yeah Is it really true that you are coming here to me? Cause this love was made to be Yes, I want a love to treasure A love that's really real Get out the way you make me feel I want a love to treasure
Joseph And a big shout out to all of the DJs right here on www.allflavorsradio.com Ninja Man Lloyd, hey Lloydie, every Thursday. Shout out guest 224 out of Milton Keynes and guest 259 out of Knightsbridge. Hey, doing DJ Laro, you can catch Laro from 8 till 10 tonight. Followed by Jay Hope from 10 till 12. Shout out George Flavors, Sal Malaysia. How are you doing, George? Great tribute show last night. It's nearest Joseph. And like you said, he really had a whole catalogue of great and inspirational music. And we are just playing a couple in remembrance of Nearest Joseph. And I'm sure that Laro and J-Hope will really do him justice this evening. So following on um, DJ KJB on our, from our conversation regarding... Pre-owned or um, brand new. Um, let's just go to our comments from our uh, listeners online. And only one bracey says brand new. Okay, so uh, no, uh, um, only one bracey is in our age category, as well as well. Jerry Sandsford he says my boxer shorts new brand brand new. So there's certain things coming within reason that we're not going to buy secondhand, right? No, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Um, but like we talked about earlier, it's we're not just talking about what we buy, mm. but it's also what we discard. Um, we're talking about landfills as well. You know, uh, we're talking about how landfills can affect the environment. How the environment has a knock-on to the to how the earth regenerates itself. 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it can also, obviously, it's also affecting uh, climate. Yeah, because we spoke about that, just highlighting in Europe at the moment, all Mm, of the, mm, the, again, the fires that are raging mm, because mm. of the intense heat. That They're having these heat waves yet again. And um, whether it will come here, it's been quite warm. It's been relatively warm, but we have Mm. thankfully had a fair bit of rain as well this year haven't we but but i have no i have noticed that over the years the 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 climate has changed um especially the european climate now is that down to the way we're dealing with the earth's resources mm. in order to fuel our consumption the thing is a lot of resources, I don't know. a lot of resources don't come from europe do they no 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 I'm, I'm not saying no. no i'm just saying i'm saying i'm just saying that a lot of resources don't come from europe they'll come from africa or india or venezuela that you know far-flung corners cotton was produced in the united states of, um for a very long time but now it's um, obviously moved over to Asia. Mm. So is that what's impacting the climate change? Or I don't, I'm not too sure when it comes to consumerism. Mm. But I'm sure it does have a big um, part. Yeah, because in those, climate change. those Asian companies like India, Bangladesh, mm. Pakistan, we talk about Asia, China, um, Indonesia. They're, they're producers now. Mm. <laughs> so they're the ones that are producing most of the, the consumer goods that we are, we're lapping up mm. in Europe. Mm. And, and, and that, my, that, I guess that's what I'm trying to try and kind of touch on is that is, is that reason why things are, are changing or have, have developed the way they are because we are now less producers and more consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Durrant says, um, depends on the item. Again, um, in talking about brand new, we're talking about consuming like clothing or things like that. With well, there's also things like furniture mm. or cars as well. Mm, mm, and again, mm. this has a big um, eco footprint, doesn't it? Cars produced in Japan, right? And Germany, these kind of places still, you know, it does have a pull on the reserve so buying we're, we're talking beautiful listeners about buying brand new or pre-owned what is the better thing to get you know and although um millennials we've we've learned that millennials younger people are choosing second-hand gifts this you know over the holidays um is it wise is it a wise thing to choose second-hand over brand new because I think even though people do choose secondhand over brand new the in the economic situation mm, these mm-hmm. big companies are still going to be making brand new items right well because we there'll always be consumption mm. there'll always be consumption that's the problem the the big companies can afford to take a hit in some areas so if people are still if there's there is a section of society that are preferring to get pre-owned stuff um, and second-hand stuff that's fine for for the major companies they can take a hit Mm. because there will still be a portion of the population that will still continue to consume Mm. and throw away okay yeah that's very very true so um, Marcia says what's new Um, pro-black Nigel says it depends 
are we talking about women or what? And then there's a whole conversation <laughs> underneath that. And we're not going to go into that. Because um, thank you, Jerry Sanford. He says, sorry, bro, but I think there's only pre-owned women. He doesn't think there's any left anyway. I'm not going to... Um, we're, not, we're not going to go Nunnery on Epstein, Epstein's Island anyway. Shouldn't even mention that. So um, John Mason says, my gut tells me pre-owned with a car. If you get one six months old, there is a huge difference in price between that and a new one. If you look at after the pennies, the missus will find someone else to look after her instead of you. <laughs> OK, so um, they're talking about six months. A car will depreciate. Well, we know a car depreciates once you drive it off the lot. Mm. So is it worth going and spending that extra 10,000 um, on top of a car that... Um, six months old someone might turn it in and then you get it at a, a different value I, I, I guess that that's another a question isn't it mm. um, I think the difficulty is now it's because the government has brought in um, different policies regarding cars mm. and the age of cars and what it has to be what the standard yeah, of your car that too and, now. and it, it can't be you below les. this and you, yeah so I think they're making it they're trying to what they're trying to do is eradicate the cars that actually cause the emission so therefore buying a new car for a lot of people makes financial sense Oh really? For the for the I, 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 I manufacturer or the what's it the car broker? I can only I can only go on what what, what I see, mm. and I've seen that people buying new because now a new car you can get it on on finance per, high purchase. You can put a deposit down and they pay monthly, mm. so they're making it easier for you to purchase a, a newer car. Um, and it's still some of these new cars are still pre-owned. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're not brand, brand, brand new. They may be two, three years old, four, maybe four years old, a push, but they, they're pre-owned mm. and you can... St so you're still talking about quite a bit of money for mm. these cars. They're not, they're not, they're not like, you know, going to the auction and getting one like that. Um, so I think, I think they are changing, they're trying to change the way we think about those kind of things because that's a big purchase you yeah. know what I mean? and, and obviously with any kind of purchase like that you are reflecting on how it's going to impact your 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 footprint mm. but do, do you know we I mean? think about the that footprint. When, when we go and say oh i'm going to buy pre-owned do are we thinking of our green footprint and when we're going to say oh we're going to go buy brand new are we thinking of our our footprint do we do we have that in the back of our minds of the impact that we're actually having or our consumer habits are having on the environment and that's something really that we kind of need to to think about beautiful listeners because the earth i don't i, I can't say what what in the next 20 years what it will be like if consumerism continues but this is again a man-made thing it's not like we we go and we go and get the wool off the sheep anymore and spin the yarn and time since the industrial revolution things have really life has sped up right now we are in that technological age where well who knows what's coming we've heard of even in hollywood that they're going to be replacing all the actors with ai watch this space beautiful listeners we will definitely i know we had a, a chat on it are, is AI going to take over people's jobs? Mm, well, I remember that. Very yeah, likely, yeah. isn't it? So we're going to have pre-owned actors and brand new AI actors. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> we are. Yes, we are. How are you doing, Corey? E8. Hope you're well. Uh, it's, uh, yes. it's, it's, it's a difficult subject. I, I think it's about how we educate um, the, the generations Next that generation. yeah, the generations that are coming up. It's down to us to educate them. I'm not saying that it's bad to be a consumer, and it's not bad to throw away what you don't want. Mm. But we need to think about how we do it and um it's good to reflect and talk about this thing because it is every generation will will have its own view yes you know we can only pass on our our thoughts mm. on any particular subject but at the end of the day we as, as people as people we grow we will make our own decision uh, and we can't say we cannot not say that how we're consuming and how the planet is responding there is not a connection mm. we can't say there's not a connection what connection there is is debatable because you're always going to get the pros and the cons as to why um the climate and and the planet is reacting in the way that it, it is, is yeah. it's fighting mm. back it's definitely fighting back mm. so beautiful listeners we've spoken today we've spoken about prostate cancer we've left all the links in the chat box beautiful listeners as well um, because remember our health is our wealth so men please like I said go and get yourselves have that that yearly MOT to make sure that you're functioning well and your life will be is going to be a lot easier when you put these things into practice we've also looked at Nelson Mandela and how Nelson Mandela it is Nelson Mandela Day or Mandela Day doing something for 67 minutes that can serve someone else in our community our neighbors whoever it is 67 minutes of service we've put in a great opportunity for railway track operatives jobs um, for local residents as well that the that cohort will start in august as well as a new netflix series that is coming out and um, featuring john boyega tiona paris and jamie fox and lastly, but not least, pre-owned or owned, mm. what is it that you're going to choose? And do our choices have an imp- impact on the environment that we live in? Who knows? Who knows, beautiful listeners? So finally, KJB, what is our thought for today? Okay, should we, where should we go? Where should we go? Oh, Raven Simone. Okay. yeah. And the quote is... Don't spend all your time trying to be like someone else because you can never be them and they can never be you. <laughs> How interesting. We were having a conversation about this today, mm, weren't we? Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Be interesting, yourself. isn't I'm sure it? We, I'm sure we looked at this one last week. Did we look at this one? I, I can't no. remember. I, don't, I can't remember which Maybe one Maybe not, did. but it's true. Don't spend your time trying to be like someone else. What do you think? Well, you, I, I, like at the end of the day, it's about what you like. At the start of the program, we talked about loving yourself, mm. being your best self, um, looking in the mirror and showing love to yourself, reaffirming that love for yourself. If you if you're then trying to be someone else, where are you in that equation? Mm, absolutely, you can never be someone else, beautiful listeners. We have to. Um, embrace the skin that we're in and the person that we are and 
by trying to be someone else, like you rightfully said there, KJB, we get lost trying to be that other person. And we will never be them. We could never be them, uh, you know, because we don't know people's thoughts and their feelings, things that they're going through internally. We all have that internal gauge that maybe sometimes we don't speak mm. to other people about. Mm. Or, you know, so... And what someone else does, that's them in their entirety mm, that, mm. That, that does it as well. Mm. Would you not say? Yeah, and also um, it's important to remember if you're trying to be someone else, you're going to miss out or you're going to not reflect on all the massive, beautiful qualities and gifts that you could give. Mm. Trying to emulate someone else's gift. You have a gift. Yeah. And if you're trying to be someone else, nobody will know that gift. You won't even know you that gift because you're not allowing it to to come to fruition because you're so focused on what? On being somebody else. Mm. So beautiful people, beautiful listeners, as Raven Simone said, don't spend all your time trying to be like someone else because you never can never be them and they can never be you. I was going to say just quickly, you can never and you'll never get that time back time is something that you can't turn back mm, yeah so be yourselves beautiful listeners you might be surprised people might like it <laughs> people might hey. actually like you being you mm-hmm. all right so be- well what a wonderful show um this evening kjb thoroughly enjoyed it. thank you for having me oh, thank you for having me and george we're going to give you a big shout out again some wonderful things right here on all flavors please beautiful listeners Like we say, it's not difficult to come and join us in the chat room. All you have to do is log on with a username and a password and bish bash bosh, you're in. Okay, as well as all the other DJs right here on All Flavours Radio, please check the schedule for um, whatever DJ is going live. We have live DJs every single day right here on www.allflavoursradio.com. So I guess all we have left to say really is thank you to all of our listeners out there without you listeners we Mm, wouldn't have mm, a show mm. we wouldn't have um all flavors so we really do thank you so much for joining us and yeah it's been a wonderful wonderful evening and dj lara will be joining us uh, or will be following us from eight until ten as well as jay hope from 10 until midnight so beautiful listeners i guess all that we have left to say is we will see y'all on the other side take care beautiful people